Hello and welcome to the latest edition of How Might We? My name is Scott Hunter from the Innovate Crowd and today I'm pleased to be joined by Tony Byrne and the title of the podcast this week is How Might We Create the Best Starter Website to Attract Customers? Which I think is really important because of COVID and how we, a lot of us have had to move online. So Tony, would you like to introduce yourselves to the audience please? Hi Scott, yeah, my name is Tony Byrne. Just a bit of background. I was involved in the corporate IT world for about 25 years. About 15 odd years ago, I was retrenched, moved into a few ex- uh, other experiments online, but then eventually moved into, I bought myself a graphic design and printing company, digital printing company. Spent a number of years running that. And then about five or six years ago, I decided to get back into the the direct IT world and that's where I got involved in building websites and then about two years back I bought a franchise basically to do app, app building as well mm-hmm. so now essentially what we do is we, we build apps and websites for people custom built or you know, samples where you've got an existing template where you would just customize it for for a customer so that's essentially the background in terms of where we are at the moment. And that's what Three Doors actually does where we are now. Okay. So you've been involved in IT as man and a boy. So 25 I literally came straight out of straight out of school into IT and spent 25 years starting off as a trainee programmer, finished off as an IT manager running a countrywide branch website with 25 support staff members supporting about 65 branches around the country and then dropped out of that. And then, like I say, I've got back into a much smaller uh, world now, but it's summing up. If it... <laughs> I prefer the smaller world, not the big corporate stuff. No, no. it's uh, your, your part of my story was like, because I'm going through your pickup why, but yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm, I'm... Definitely where I want to be at the moment. All right, that's cool. So obviously you've been involved in IT for a very long period of time and you've seen the evolution of it over the years. Uh, from where it was so why do you think it's important now for organizations to really look at their digital presence and websites etc okay there's a couple of things just basically having a website nowadays you know just building a website for the sake of building a website really is it's not really a good idea at the moment a lot of guys say you know i must get online i need a website i need a digital presence but unless you've actually thought through why you're doing that and you know what are you trying to achieve when you do that, then having a website by itself or having an online presence, no matter what sort of business you are, is really actually a waste of time and money. So, and if I look back in the past, you know, we went from where a website was a big, huge corporate investment to nowadays where you can pick up a, a phone basically and you can, you know, you have your social media online, you can have a presence online without too much trouble at all. So there is a big, big uh, difference between where we used to be and what's available now. If I look back at what I started to do when I was first programming, you know, what it would take us to do to put together something as simple as you can do on your on your cell phone nowadays is just radically, radically different. And the big problem is I think people is a lot of people don't understand what they're doing and they think just having a a cell phone and getting online for example is a quick and easy thing and it's yeah you know, it'll work but you definitely need some sort of understanding of what you're doing and why you're trying to achieve it okay because yeah i could imagine there's a lot of noise out there isn't there? there's websites there's millions and millions and millions of websites that are around there so just just creating a website in and itself is no guarantee of everything anything except it's going to cost you money well, the simple thing is, if uh, I'll give you a very simple example. If you take a, if I said to you, listen, Scott, you're going to drive from wherever you live to, to Scotland, and I, I, I didn't give you a map, or, or sorry, you're going to drive from here to there, and I didn't tell you where you were going, and I didn't give you a map, you know, your question would be, how can I get there, and you know, how will I do this? That's very sim- similar to what happens is if you're putting the websites out there, and you don't have it built properly, or marketed properly, or you know, the right sort of um, access to get to the website. It's sitting on the website with, an, as you're saying, with billions of other websites. And how is your customer going to find your particular website unless they've got some sort of idea of how to get there and you've got you've built it in such a way that your target market is going to find you? Okay. 
So in you using your experience and, and how you go, what types of things? So you've talked about the understanding the target market and how they got sort of get there. So what sort of questions should people be asking themselves before they decide to create this, the website that they want, especially if they're new to it and a, a sort of a startup or a really small company? Okay, essentially your biggest thing is, uh, I, was, I was going to go through a couple of, of, of things in terms of what pages we, we, we reckon you should need to try and do this. But just to answer the question, essentially what you're trying to work out is, is what, what is your target market, which obviously should be, you know, should be fairly obvious. But your next question is things like, what sort of budget have you got? Because your budget works in a couple of ways. The one is you've got to pay for the actual website to be built, which will cost you a certain amount of money. Secondly, you've got some sort of hosting fees, uh, ongoing hosting fees, which again is, is an expense that you need to be looking at. Thirdly, you've got some sort of marketing budget in terms of trying to get people to your website. And there's different ways of doing that. Some of them are free and some of them cost a lot of money. And so sitting down and saying, I want a website that does the following without having some idea of how much money you've got to spend on it is, is something you need to look at very, very closely up front. And secondly, if, if you, you know, because you've got two options. One is you've got no limits on your budget. So you pitch up and say, look, I want a website that does all the bells and whistles and I'm prepared to pay for it versus I've only got so much money and I need to get the most bang for my buck. And you need to try and get those two things sorted out up front in terms of, you know, what can you achieve with the budget that you've got and how, how can you stretch your budgets? And then once you're up and running, how can you try and extend that over time to get your, your website, your brand, your, your, your contact pages in the right places where the right people are going to be contacting you? Okay. And it's interesting what you said before about the types of pages you want, because what I've seen online and seen advertised on Facebook now is all you need is a one-page website. Do you think that's that's true? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Look, yes, maybe all you do need is a one-page website. The problem is you can't make that call until you've actually sat down and had to think about what product are you trying to offer, what services are you trying to offer, who are you trying to attract, and how they're going to find you. I'll give you a very simple example. I, I, a while back, I was I was involved in one business where they were doing solar solar installations, and they wanted to set the whole thing up where they were doing Google Ads. So they set their Google Ads up. They had all their stuff in place, and they were paying. Okay, I'm in South Africa, so it was twenty five thousand rand a month that they were paying towards their Google Ads, which is probably if you take a straight equation, round about one one and a half thousand pounds a month they were spending on, on advertising through Google. And after nine months, they had got one conversion. They'd spent their 25,000 Rand every month on people clicking on their ads. They hadn't really done their target marketing properly. And they'd blown over, over nearly 200,000 Rand. And they'd sold one system. Okay, they'd sold a system for 250,000 Rand, but effectively they'd made 50,000 Rand out of all the work they'd done for that for that you know, nine months worth of work. So we had to really look at the situation for them and come up with some alternative ideas as to what they could do and where they should be targeting their, their actual marketing spend to to try and achieve a better result. Okay. So just throwing money at a one page website, for example, is not potentially going to help you at all. Okay. Because it seems like from what you're saying is like it's a, don't rush in, but have, have a, a serious think about what it is you're trying to do, how, who you're trying to sell to, and where are they, and then link your website up with sort of marketing and sort of how do you, how do you drive people to or attract people to your website? Yeah. Look, we, as I said, you can go into an awful lot of detail about that type of thing, which is probably another conversation all by itself. But your, your two basic ways of getting people to your website is one is through some sort of uh, advertising where you're paying for it and things like you know, think called search engine optimization, SEO, which is trying to get your website up to the top of the Google search pages. So people find you that way around. The other one is trying to drive people to your website through more direct stuff. So for example, a simple example would be when you send out your email to people at the bottom of your email address, you've got your website link. So when they click on that, it takes them straight to your website. You know, when you're doing some sort of marketing campaign or 
on your business card or very basic ones where you're you're giving something to somebody saying, listen, we do the following and you know this is how you get hold of me. And the, the trick question now is, is how do you try and carry on doing that sort of thing when you're not actually seeing people face to face as much anymore? And when they do come to your website, how do you how do you try and keep them there? Because that's, that's the second thing which um, people don't realize. If you come to somebody's website, sorry, if somebody comes to your website and they're not, something on the website doesn't catch their attention within maximum of 10 seconds, you've pretty much lost them. So again, you know, if, you, if you don't think through what your website's gonna contain and what is there that's actually going to attract the customer and you know are you asking the right questions when the person arrives on your page eight to ten seconds and you've lost them and they won't come back so <laughs> you've really got to make sure that you've spent a little bit of time up front as you're saying just to actually try and really make sure you understand who you're looking looking for as customers what are you offering them and trying to put it in such a way that when they look at it, they go, "Oh wow, this 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 actually really works for me." Let me let me let me have a look at what's going on here. I'm 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 interested in this person, this business, this website, whatever. Okay. So as you said, I mean, the digital marketing website market is it's a huge field, and we could spend hours talking about all all aspects of it. Um, yeah. I'm just conscious of what we said we were going to do at the beginning, which is about the starter website and to attract customers. So, what sorts of areas do you think would be useful to cover? as a start off point for people to consider to enable them to create these types of websites. Okay. We look at essentially speaking, what, what we try and achieve is, as I said earlier, if you know, you, you work on the basis that you're not, not actually interacting face to face as much anymore, because in the past, you know, if somebody walked into your shop or you, you know, you would feed them face to face, you could, it's a lot easier when you're looking to look at you know, somebody relates to them, you can see whether you like them or not, you know, how you get on with them. And you, as, because you're talking with somebody, you're able to build that relationship, that trust. And hopefully from there, you build it and people start doing business with you. At the moment, most of your interactions tend to be on, online because of where we are at the moment. So you have to basically make try and make sure that your website now is doing that particular thing for you. It's got to actually generate the initial thing to say, I'm interested, I want to carry on chatting here so we work on the basis that your first objective of your website now is to engage with and generate trust with visitors to your site and on that basis we look at the thing as saying and this might sound a bit strange but i'll come back to it later the four pages we recommend that you look at would be a home page an about us page a contact page and your testimonial pages your actual sales pages and products pages at this point are actually lower down the order because unless you've got somebody's trust they're not really going to be too interested in buying anything from you so you have to seriously build that little bit of relationship up front if you possibly can okay and i think that sounds counterintuitive i i can understand the argument you've got is that yeah let's build trust as we do in relationships via our websites because we can't do it face to face anymore but it sounds counterintuitive that the four pages you've talked about none of them are about selling yeah, <laughs> that's, why, that's why, as I said, we, we look at it from a slightly different perspective because, and again, I'm jumping a bit ahead here, but I can go through it now. If you direct somebody directly to your, your sales page on your website, unless, they're, unless all they're worried about is buying a widget for the cheapest possible price, which obviously you have them good for that. Somebody will pitch up on your page and if, if you send them straight to your sales page, they arrive there, they look at it and they say, okay, Tony sells X, Y, Z. I know nothing about Tony and nothing about his, his, his website, his business, anything like that. What would make me buy this particular product from him? And as I said, unless you're looking for the person who's only worrying about buying something for the cheapest possible price, not worried about service, not worried about follow-up, not worried about anything like that. Most people would sit back and look at it and say, you know, let me do a bit more browsing and find something that, you know, that, that I can trust or that I, I'm comfortable with or whatever. So what we're trying to say is, is, yes, your sales page and your product page, et cetera, are important, but if you don't have those other pages set up properly to start with, then potentially your, your conversion rate is going to be a lot lower. 
Okay, so what page? So I, I don't want to jump ahead of where you'd like to go. But just saying, what page would you recommend? Is sort of the landing page or the or the sort of the information that people should have on their very first page? That is there. Okay, well, basically, your 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 homepage essentially would be. I mean, it sounds obvious, but your homepage is, is really where you want to be landing your visitors at, at all times. Mm-hmm. And essentially, your homepage is an overview of your website. Like that's all it's trying to do. You're trying to make sure that your your, your pages are clean and uncluttered. The old way of doing things used to be get as much information as possible in as much space as possible. And everything looks incredibly crowded and you know busy. And that tends to drive, nowadays that tends to drive people away for various reasons. The biggest one being the fact that if you try and download things onto, onto your phone, which a lot of people do, you get these very cluttered websites, which doesn't look very easy to use on a phone and it chases people away. So the, the trend has been more and more to moving towards uncluttered, clean and simple design, uh, you know, nice, easy to use homepage. And that's the first thing a visitor will see when they come to your site. And that's the one where they'll decide within 10 seconds whether they're going to stay or whether they're going to push on somewhere else. Okay, and your essential aim there is to try and establish credibility as a business and to give a quick summary of what else you're actually offering. Why, why are people come to your site. So in my case, when people arrive on my site, it must tell them very quickly that I do webs, website design and I do app design. If that's not showing up somewhere very quickly on my first page, then you know, they, they, they think they come to the wrong place and they're off looking for somebody else and the chances of them coming back to you diminishes dramatically. Okay. So homepage, not very cluttered very clean considering i'm assuming then we, we would consider how would this look on a mobile as quite high up on our considerations yeah look there's a couple of things to, to focus on nowadays things that you'd include on your homepage would be essentially the following types of things a short description of who and what who you are and what you do a brief explanation of your services and products and how you can help your potential customer or client. So when the customer comes to you, what are you going to do that they're actually looking for? Some sort of call to action, which would say, you know, click here to do the following or click here to get the following information, or you know, this is this is where you can go to get to, you know, the, or whatever you're looking for. And again, just going back briefly, if you think about a website, you know, when you open up a, a website, currently across the top of the page, you normally, would have your your navigation buttons either along the top or down the side but assuming they're across the top and then your footer page is obviously down there at the bottom and you were saying earlier about a one-page website typically speaking in a case like that you've got a very long page so you end up scrolling down the side of the page for you know five six seven eight nine screens depending on how much information the person's got and by the time you've got to that point you've actually lost the person so what you have to make sure is, is in that first page that comes up between your underneath your, your navigation buttons, the first heading or the first block of text that comes up on there has got to say in very, very bold and you know attractive type of words, this is what I do. This is why you're here. This is the product we offer. This is the service we offer. So that somebody knows immediately, okay, I'm on the right page, first of all. And secondly, the way that they've described this, okay, this sounds interesting. Let me click further and see you know, what else what, what else is, is, is on this page. I'm interested in whatever they're offering and I've come to the right place. And then as you were saying earlier, you obviously have to then try and make that as mobile friendly as possible. So if somebody clicks on it on a web page, on a tab, a tablet or a phone, they get a version that fits properly into those devices. So anybody who's looking to build a website nowadays would be definitely trying to build a responsive website. Anything that's not responsive, uh, you're seriously wasting your time because 50 to 60% of all browsing at the moment actually happens on a, on, 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 a, on a smartphone. So you definitely want your web page to be to look decent on a on a smartphone. Okay, and I know some of this. So these, as you say, there's some templates that you can get out there for people. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying they're good or bad, but some of the, the bigger templates you can get, the big companies that you can say, there's one pound to set up a website. 
and they say they're totally responsive. And from experience, yes. they, they tend not to be that great on a mobile no. sometimes. Look, the problem with that is when you're setting up, and again, this is getting into the technical details. When you're setting up a, a web page in the background, in, in, in the, the design package, there are settings that you can set up for your different types of devices. So what would typically happen is you'd build the thing for a website. Mm-hmm. Once you finish this, uh, sorry, you build it for, a, for a, a desktop type machine. Once you finish that and you're happy with everything working, you would then go and log on to a tablet device and you'd look at it, see how it looks, and then you're able to customize the, 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 the main application to see how it looks on a tablet. And then you would drop down to a cell phone or a smartphone, and you would look at it on a smartphone, and you would then say, okay, fine, I need to hide this, this particular thing, I need to reshape this particular thing, I need to change that particular font or whatever, but you're able to customize it per device. Now, if you're doing a build yourself or we're, like we're doing a build for you, for example, we are able to sit down and do all that for you and check it all out. These ones where they say, you know, buy a nice thing for a pound or whatever, those things might be available in the background, but you're probably not aware of how to find them, how to do them, how to change. Or alternatively, it's not really built in. It's just a generic thing which says, we'll just resize it to fit onto a mobile screen or a tablet screen as best as possible. And you just take what you get. So... That's essentially what happens. Okay, so there is there is a sort of a trade-off, I suppose, on that, that comes down to budget, as it, like you were talking about, how much have I got and what can I afford and what's important for me yes. to consider. Yeah. Look, everything I'm, I'm saying here now, you can do yourself. I mean, anybody, you could read through my notes and you could sit down and say, okay, fine, let me go and build an about page, let me go and build a homepage, whatever. Let me listen to some of the stuff that Tony said and I'll do it. But if, unless you've got the right package... And unless you've, you know, you've paid for a decent package and you know, decent hosting and all the rest of it, there will be a trade-off between what you end up with and, like you said, what you pay, what you can afford, and you know, what you get as the, as, as the final result. Okay. So we've talked about the four pages, and we've talked a little bit about, obviously, sort of the main thing that when people land, and as I say, people might find it counterintuitive, the first thing you don't try and do is sell to people. But that's to me, that makes sense because you've got to start having this conversation and build that relationship with your, with your potential clients. Yeah. Unless you always say, just come here and I, I sell something cheaper than anybody else. And this is just a product people want or don't want. So I guess is yeah. the only time you wouldn't worry too much about that. Also, we haven't talked about the four pages yet. I, I mentioned them, but the, I'd like to just run through the other Okay. Yep. So we've done the homepage. Um, yeah. the next, you, your next page would be, uh, the we the we recommend would be your about page, uh-huh. and essentially your about page is again exactly very very uh, obvious what it's supposed to do is to tell people about you or your business and what it's trying to do essentially is to sell you, okay, or your business, and it's trying to form trust between yourself and, and your potential clients. And something to, to remember is, in the past, you know, people would pop into shop and just buy a widget, no problem. Over the last few years, it's tending more and more to the point where people do business with people. Okay, they don't do business with businesses per se, which might sound daft, but that's essentially you, know, you buy something from a business because you like the person there or you like the shop, you know, you just like the general atmosphere. But that's made up of, of, of people. You've got lousy staff or you know, people who are not uh, polite and stuff like that, then you're going to chase your clients away. So you're trying to build that trust with, with other people. And again, as I said before, you could do that face-to-face. Now you can't. So you have to try and get that, that thing done via your, your, your website. And what you're trying to get on your about page as well is you're trying to tell a story about yourself or your business so that clients can relate to your brand values and share them. And this is, generally speaking, the most viewed page on a website. So people very quickly when they arrive on your homepage will end up going to your about page fairly quickly to have a look to see, you know, who are you, what are you about, what do you, you know, what do you do, what do you like, whatever the various things are. So this is your personal contact, it's your story, your values. You're trying to draw people in and let them know about you or your business. And it's more than just the services that you offer. It's just trying to really, you know, start that conversation in terms of of who you are. And this is where I'll go back to 
what I mentioned like myself about my, my, my story. I was in the corporate world for 25 years and I was very successful. I ended up missing a lot of time with, with my family and my girls. And after 25 years, my company turned around and retrenched me with two months notice. And I went through quite a bad patch. I got treated for depression, lost my sense of worth, a whole nine yards. Wasn't sure what was going on, what had happened. Anyway, long story short, I worked through it. I had a chance to reevaluate, reevaluate my values, what was actually important to me. And what I realized was it was my family and being able to be fully in control of my own time. And what we did was, if you look at three doors, what three doors is, it's a family-run business. And the values run around myself and my two daughters. We run the business together. And we focus on, like I said, having access to our own time and family values and, and that whole concept. And what, what I'm looking for quite happily is if people who are in a similar situation or have similar values to me, if, if they can relate to my values, it's much easier to gain their trust. And with similar values, it should be much easier to make a sale to those sort of people. So this is what you're about, Paige, is, is trying to achieve. You know, this is who I am. This is what I, what I, what I stand for. This is what I, I'm trying to achieve, what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to offer. And you're looking to get people who've got a similar uh, set of values, set of needs, whatever it is, that would then be able to say, okay, you know, you're a small business. You're in the same market as me. You know, you've done this as well. This is what I'm trying to achieve. This is where I'm going to come through. So those are the sort of things you're trying to get through on your on your about page can i just go back to then thank you for your sharing your story okay so the thing that strikes me is that the language used in there is quite interesting so this is where you tell your story and then you were kind enough and uh, show some vulnerability in showing that which i appreciate and it's it's so the about page to me from what you've explained is much more about you the individual the values that drive you not just about look at me i've got years of experience i've got all this i've done all this for other people it's much more about what, it, what is your story as an individual, sort of, so people can connect to you on that individual level? Yeah, look, one of the things you've got to try and remember is if, if all you're doing, a lot of people make this mistake on, on their websites. And again, we'll talk briefly about this when we get towards the end. Okay. If all you're trying to do is, as soon as I land on your on your webpage, if all I'm trying to do is, is force you to buy something without any sort of in, in, interaction with you. That drives people away. Um, again, unless you're looking for the guy who's looking for the cheapest widgets and you happen to have the cheapest widgets. Uh, but if you're trying to build a long-term relationship with people, you need to actually try and say to them, you know, this is what I stand for. This is what, I, what I'm about. This is why you should work with me. All those types of things. And again, before you would do that face-to-face, -face, you know, a guy drops into your shop, you sit and chat to him, you build up a relationship, pop guy for lunch or whatever. Now you can't do that as, as much and you have to try and do that on your on your actual website. So you need to try and have something there which says, this is who I am. That's what your about page should be about. Okay, and that makes perfect sense. So the next page. Next page will be your contact page. And again, it's very obvious what, it, what it's for. But essentially your contact page is once the person's been browsing around your website for a while and they, they decide, okay, great, I actually like, I like what these people are doing and I'd like to, I'd like to get to it then you need to give them options of, of how to get hold of you. And some people have a thing where they have what they call a, what do you call it, a contact form. So you, you click on the thing and that comes a form which says, give us your name, give us your email address, give us your phone number. Thanks very much. You know, click here. You know, provide all your personal details, credit card number, whatever. And you know, thank you very much. People are very nervous about giving out their personal information to essentially strangers. So what you need to do is have two, two parts on your website. One is where, the, where you've got your phone numbers and your you know, contact details, your address if you've got a permanent, I mean, a, a place of business, your office hours, email addresses, all those sort of things where they can actually pick up the phone and get hold of you or drop you an email. And then you have a contact form if necessary, but that's an optional option where you can say, you know, if you want to just click here instead of phoning us, you can fill in your details and one of us will get back to you. Okay, so that's really... Um, where you should be having your contact page. And also on there, you should have all your various social media accounts. If you've got Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, those types of pages, you put all those things on there as well. So people can go and click on your, on your various social media accounts and try and get some sort of understanding of, of who you are and what, you're, you know, what you post about and, and all those sort of good things. 
Okay. Yep. And I again, quite often, as I say, I've seen just the form on people's contact pages, and it's very difficult. Yeah. How else to contact them? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Quite reticent about filling one of those in. I, <laughs> I just can't. Another I just can't be bothered. You know, yeah. Just let me. I'm still old school. I like talking to people. Yeah. So there we go. Well, okay. as you said, so to me, you need to give people both, both options. Yeah. Some guys will, will drop you an email. Some guys want to pick up the phone and say, hi, you know, this is so and so. I'd like to chat about XYZ. So can I speak to Tony, for example? Okay, great. Let's, let's chat. So that, those are things you need to look at. And then the final one would be your testimonials and review page. This one here might be a bit awkward because if you're just starting up, obviously, you might not have a lot of testimonials that you could, that you could use. Although, generally speaking, that would mean contacting a, an actual existing client and saying, look, do you mind writing me a nice story about how, you know, how, how we dealt with our bits and pieces, how I serviced you, how I helped you out with something, what you liked about my product, whatever it happens to be. And you get some of those onto, onto a testimonials page. And the main reason for that is essentially two things. One is it gives people an idea. They see you know, good reviews from other people about, you, about your service. So that tends to sort of give people an idea that you know you 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 know you're probably an expert in your field or you you offer good service or you know you're not some fly by night that's going to just disappear with their money or whatever it happens to be. And the other thing is, it's in a lot of cases it it will it'll, the story will be like a relatable story. So I I might say, look, you know, Tony helped me with the following, and I explain my particular problem that I had or you know what he did for me or whatever, and you suddenly go, oh, hang on. That sounds like like my problem. Let me see, let me speak to these guys because this actually um, looks like they could help me. So again, it's trying to build that trust and it's using other people's experiences to actually try and relate back to your to your, your client's you know, potential need from there. Okay, and what's your view on sort of written testimonials, testimonials with a photograph or video testimonials? The more the better. Included. In- here which again would be in the handout i'll talk about at the end okay but essentially what you're looking for is a brief paragraph from the reviewer to say you know whatever the situation was a full name and title of the reviewer because that just gives it more you, know, you don't just say fred from you know gave me the following you try and give the person's name and title obviously it has to be they, they have to be okay with that because you need their permission just to do that mm-hmm. and if you've got a possible photograph of the reviewer that's obviously gives it a, a lot more, more benefit if it's a review of a or a testimonial of an actual product um, that you sold or something like that which is a separate thing but is obviously very similar if you've got some sort of photograph or video of the person using your products or rating about your product obviously that's that's a very good very good referral because people seeing it people are very visual mm-hmm. if they can see somebody who's happy and who's using your product uh, quite happily and is more than happy to be listed on your website that tends to have a very good you know, influence on people's conversion you know i'd like to i'd like to buy this product or you know, try this product out or whatever i mean i think i've seen that a lot of product services especially people on like facebook pages as well so if once you've got it take a photograph of you using this product and post it on our page or post it on your page whatever yes because people yes. like people like to share that and then that, yes. that sort of relationship up as well yeah the other nice thing is if you can do that, it's a very, very cheap way of getting getting advertising because typically speaking, if somebody's done something like that, if they posted it on your page, just again, go back to Facebook or social media, because they posted on their page, uh, sorry, on your page, all their contacts will see somewhere down the line that they've tagged your product or they've tagged your, you know, whatever it happens to be, or they've raved about your product. And the chance is one of their friends coming onto your site having a look and going, oh, this looks actually great. And like, you know, Tony bought it. So I, I, I trust Tony. So let me actually give this thing a try. Okay. So it's a very cheap way of getting getting good good marketing exposure. I suppose that's what a lot of Facebook is, isn't it? When how people use Facebook yeah. is to try to do that. Yeah. I get an example I remember from years ago was a guy, he did, didn't pay for any advertising on Facebook, but he was a driving instructor. And what he did is every time one of his students passed he took a photograph of the student and whacked it on his page and tagged them in it and then they were just oh yeah i've just passed my test and yeah. it's amazing that and their 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 friends are his target were his target audience yes funny enough one of my one of my clients was a one of my printing clients was a, a driving instructor the same thing he had a, a same 
the same thing, but this was a while back, but he used to use business cards. So I printed business cards for him. And at the end of each, when a person passed, he would give them a business card and just say to them, or a few business cards and say, when you've you know, just passed it on to your mates and very, very similar sort of, wasn't quite the same in terms of Facebook reach, but it was the same sort of concept in the, in the available stuff that we had at the time. Yes. So pre-Facebook, pre-Facebook social proof. Yeah. <laughs> as we say. Okay. So it's interesting that everything you've said is, as you say at the beginning, is using your website now to build that relationship with uh, your potential clients through uh, sharing stories, trying to use other success stories from other people that they can relate to. And I suppose one of the good things about that is it actually helps you. So by the time they're ready to contact you, they really are in a good position where they want to take that conversation further. Yeah. And then just briefly, I want to just get to the end because I know you said 48 minutes, but just very briefly, you talked earlier on about, you know, the counterintuitive about not having any selling pages. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially speaking, once you've got to that point where you've, you know, you've thought about those pages and you've got them built and ready to run, obviously at some point you need to put your, your, your various product pages or sales pages onto your website as well, because obviously that's the whole point at the end of the day is to try and convert those people who've come to your website into actually buying something from you because uh, otherwise you're wasting your time again. So essentially just to very briefly cover this. And again, this is covered in, in the handout that uh, I'll, I'll give you at the end of the thing. Okay. Thank you. Essentially you've got a couple of options. The one option would be if you, if you're only offering a single product or service, generally speaking, you wouldn't actually worry too much about having a product page of any, any kind, because typically what you would do in that case is you would build that particular service or product into your homepage and your about page. Yeah, so the point is having, let's say you're, you're a bookkeeper and you're only off, offering a bookkeeping service. It's a bit pointless having a whole page dedicated to one line which says, I offer bookkeeping services. Okay. So somewhere in your homepage and your about page, you would be talking about the fact that you're a bookkeeper and you offer bookkeeping services and the following bits and pieces. And that would be built into what you're, you know, you, the, the about you and, the, and, and, and your, your homepage essentially. It's only when you get to having multiple products or services that you would then be looking at, at going for a full-on products or services page. And again, this is, like I said, this, this, this is, is a thing all by itself. You, you know, you go from having a couple of products to have right through to a full-on e-commerce page with shopping carts and all those types of things where you're trying to sell lots of products, you know, on, online and you've got your pricing and your product descriptions and all those sort of things as well. And that, that becomes quite a complex process depending on what, what you're what you're trying to do but again if that thing is designed properly it's another opportunity to, for you to convert a visitor into a customer now you can design a good product page which is nice and easy to navigate or you can design a really lousy page where people are scratching around and they have to scroll left right and center to click on something they want to add something they want to find a price they want to add it to a shopping cart they want to pay and everything is, is difficult to find and not laid out nicely so again you can look at the your layouts, your how you how it's looking, you know, what you're choosing, what you're adding on there, how you how you move from product to product or category to category, all those sort of things you can look at, and you if you design them properly, it just makes the whole experience that you that you're at this point your customer is now having you know on your website, and again that just drives the possibility of of turning a you know a visit into a sale much 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 higher. And then just your final one that you would be looking at would be a thing called a sales page. Mm -hmm. And this is slightly different to a product page in that a sales page, typically speaking, the actual direct offer right now. So typically you would have a thing which says, we are offering a half price website this week for, for X, Y, Z price. Click here to, to get it basically. And you have to do it within the next you know, couple of days hours, whatever, but it's a very, very specific pitch to say, you know, this is happening right now. It's a single page, which is essentially only geared towards that particular offer. And typically speaking, those sort of things, or something that would look very simple there would be is, you know, you're in something like Facebook and they have like a you know, one-time offer. You click on the Facebook link. It takes you to a landing page, essentially. And the landing page says, you know, pay 50 pounds here and you get, you get the product and you've got till tomorrow to, to do it. And again, those are designed properly. They 
again, can turn over a very, very high conversion rate for people landing on your page. But again, you have to look at you know, making it easy to use, nice and clean, very, very simple. That's essentially what, you know, the, what the, 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 the essence of what we try and work around is. You know, whatever your page is, it's got some sort of focus. You know, if I'm on the home page, I know why I'm here. If I'm on the about page, I know why I'm here. If I'm on the product page, I know why I'm here. I know exactly what I'm looking for, exactly what I'm getting, exactly what I'm paying for. And I can find my way around the site as quickly and simply as possible. Okay. I mean, a couple of words at the end that you came up with were quite interesting. So it's, again, it's about that, the ease of navigation and simplicity and understanding where people are going. Yeah. yeah I think it's, yeah, don't make it difficult. People land on your website. It's obvious what and why they're there and what they need to do instead of, uh, I suppose it's like asking them not to do too much thinking yeah. uh, about trying to work it out so that their energy is all about understanding why you're there and whether you're a good fit for them. Mm. I'll give you a simple example with that one you just mentioned there. You at the start you talked about you know this joke about the one page website. People might not understand the difference, you know, essentially, because if you look at a one-page website visually, at the top of the page it's got you know a bunch of navigation buttons which will say about you know products, click here, whatever. And if you click on each of those things, it takes you somewhere to you know that particular part of the site. If it's a multi-page website, it looks identical. And when you click on those things, it takes you to somewhere on the site. The big difference is, is that the multi-page site is taking you to other pages, which tend to be shorter, whereas the one-page one is taking you to a bookmark somewhere down the page. So you end up with a situation where you might have a, 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 a one-page website, which might be 15 screens long on your computer. And if you click on one of the buttons, it takes you down to like halfway down the page. And the only way to get back to the top is to scroll up and down the, you know, the sidebar. And that starts to annoy people. If they click on different links and they have to keep on scrolling back to the top to, you know, to get back to where they want to. So a very simple example would be somewhere on, 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 your, on your one page website would be a little button which just says back to top or return or something like that where you can literally get back to where you came from very quickly. And something as simple as that as far as navigation concerns tends to make your site a lot more usable and it's a lot less frustrating for people who are on your site, which means that potentially will stay there longer and potentially will be converted uh, visitor to a to a customer. Okay, so yeah, I know we're, uh, I'm conscious of the, the time and you're, you're giving up your time for people. So I thank you for that. Just fine, a, I've, got a bit, I've got a bit more time, it's fine. All right, okay. Just another one question just about me and also because obviously from your experience, do you know when you say you click on this this link and it, it takes you to a landing page and it's got it's, it's a two day offer and it's it, the timer goes down and then yeah. a week later you see the same advert and you click on it and you see the two day timer so my thing is if you've got them great but just be just be genuine with it because people yes people really don't like um, that because that just put, I'm trying to put you under pressure to make a decision now but I don't really care this is going to go on forever and a day. Yeah, look, part of that problem is, well, because you pretty much described what's, what's happening there is you've clicked on that thing. It says, you know, you know Chinese company is offering a, you know, a special, two-day special. You click on it and it says, you know, click click here and you say, oh, I can't really afford it right now. I'll wait or whatever. A week later, you get exactly the same thing, going to exactly the same place with exactly the same special. Tell me basically what that does to, to my trust in your in your eyes. Okay, it blows it. Well, the thing is trust. So is all the, yeah, sorry. Yeah. All that happens is further down the line, you know, later on, if you if you happen to be browsing something and up comes a, you know, another offer from Tony, your first reaction to that is, you know, not going to bother. This guy's full of nonsense. Uh, you know, they, 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 it'll be there whenever I'm ready. So what, you know, why should I bother? And the whole trust relationship between what I'm trying to build with you is essentially gone. I mean, I, there's a lot of I do work with leadership and stuff is all based around that sort of trust and how important trust is in building relationships. So I can definitely relate to yeah. um, what you're saying in the digital space is about creating that uh, creating that trust and sort of things you're talking about is that story. And if you want people to work with you and to build that relationship of trust with you, you have to be willing to give something of yourself away first. Yes. Well, like I said, that's, yeah, yeah, that's really something and that's going back to what you said earlier that's essentially what you're about page is about you know to try and tell people this is who i am this is what my business is this is what my values are you know this is what's important to me and yes that's going to turn some people off i mean i might you know say that family values are huge to me you might not find them of any relevance at all 
and that doesn't really attract you to me. So you know, you, you don't bother coming to my site. But that's fine. I mean, then me and you wouldn't work together well anyway. If that was the case, if we have you know contrasting values and beliefs and all the rest of it, we'd struggle to work together in any any way, shape, or form. So it's actually probably more hard work than it is you know benefits. So if 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 I'm turning certain people away because they don't like my story, then to me that's actually important. <laughs> Funny enough. No, I, I agree because it's uh, you want to work with people you can work with. I think, and it's, it's, yeah. it's, I quite like what you said at the beginning. Is that we do business with people, we don't businesses with businesses. So especially sort of the sort of people we're uh, the, the, the sort of people setting up are generally going to be small or medium sized business. So it's much more about individual personal relationships rather than the big corporates where you sort yeah. of buy from the company. You see, something which is important to us is if you take something like a website or, a, or a, an app, for example, if I build something for you, you know, it's not just a question of I build it and I, I launch it for you and then I say, cheers, I'm going to host it for you for the next 12 months, hopefully. You're going to grow and hopefully you're going to come back and say, look, I need you know, some more some more things added to my to my website. I need some growth. I've decided I need an, an app now because I've, I've got to a point where it's, it's worth my while. And I want you to come back to me. So I want that relationship. I want that build. I want to be able to say to you, you know, once every month or so, once a couple of months, how's it going? You know, what's you know, what's what's happening? You know, what are you thinking about various things? You know, where can we help you? It's not really a question of you know, clicking on the thing, turning out, turning out as many websites as I can, as quick as I can for the cheapest price I can, and then disappearing. Okay. So, and that's unfortunately what you end up with in a lot of these, you know, without being funny, you get these guys off your website for like, you know, 50 pounds type of thing, and they, they promise all the bells and whistles. They put something together for you, you get it, and two months down the line, it's not working properly, or it's, you know, it's taking 10 seconds to load or 20 seconds to load. And you try and get hold of the people, and then they're not interested. They've got your money, and and, and they're gone. Whatever your product happens to be, you, you get people like that. And yeah, at the end of the day, we really don't want to work with people like that. I'm more than happy to, you know, to focus on, on people who who are looking to build relationships. And that's why I said earlier, my, my my sort of focus now is on that small to medium, micro, medium enterprises, especially people who are starting on, you know, from from new who are in the same situation I was a while back and who are trying to get into that situation, trying to build relationships and trying to get, just trying to get by. So. And I think also, especially with COVID now is the push we, we do all need as to say to go more digital than we perhaps were before. And I really like the fact that you talked about that your website can replace or not replace, but definitely do something. It should, compl- it should complement, it should complement that, 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 that action for you. Yeah, so it's, it's, as you say, it's, it's, it's understanding where it sits in in everything. So a website, as you said at the beginning, just don't just build a website for the sake of a website. So where does it sit? What's it trying to do for me? How can I help yeah. with relationships? And then sort of how it fits in with your whole um, thing of trying to grow your business rather than seeing it yeah. as independent, sitting in the ether of the internet of millions and millions of other websites and hoping against all the find you. that somebody will land on it and click a button and spend yeah. money. Make you a millionaire. <laughs> this time next year, Rodney. This time next year. <laughs> the youngsters won't know what I'm talking about, but those slightly older yeah. will understand that quote. Next time next year, Rodney. It is yeah. the one that goes around my family quite a lot. You know, we, we start something, right, this time next year. Yeah. We, we get us to work. <laughs> successful, but we'll see. Life is. It was great talking to you. And a couple of times you've mentioned, Tony, is about this handout. So do you want to expand on that a little bit for uh, the listeners, please? Okay. All essentially is it's a free handout. Um, I'll, I'll give you the link to my website, which you can just add, add anything at the end. And essentially what it is, is what I've been through here. It's just a, a, a written document explaining all the things that you can include on your pages because I haven't gone through all of that today because we just wouldn't, wouldn't have the time. It also gives you another bunch of pages that you would be, you know, you could think about putting on your website if you wanted to. And again, it, you know, it's a starting point to have a look at it. And then at the end of the day, you had a look through that and you think it's something you want to chat about, then we're more than happy to have a conversation, try and give you some ideas, some help, some inputs as far as if you don't have a website at all, you're starting from scratch. We try and help you to get yourself on the right page as far as you know where you're going to start from. If you have an existing website, you can actually take this document and map it against your existing website and see uh, you know, how your website matches up to 
what we what we recommend. You might think all oh, this is a lot of nonsense, <laughs> which is also fine. So, but again, you can have a look and say, you know, you know, how does my website relate to this? You know, is Tony making any valid points here? And yeah, you know, maybe I can have a rethink. Maybe I can chat to my web designers about making a few changes. You know, if I've done it myself, I can play around with maybe trying to make a, a few updates, trying to trim things down, clean things up, whatever the various suggestions are that we've, we've got on the thing. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, if you come back to me and say, oh, we're interested in building a web page, then so much the better. <laughs> okay. So if, no obligation, but it's nice if you wanted to come and have a chat. No, nothing at all. Basically, it's a free, free, free chat. Like I said, you fill in your, uh, the, there's a, link on the website which uh, you can put in your comments about what you're looking for and we would then have a chat to you about you know where you are where you need to be and as i said it's, it starts off free if you want to take it from there then we give you a quote on what we what we think beyond that we'll give you some recommendations on what you need to do and you take it from there okay lovely so if anyone's interested in that the when you read the wherever you see the podcast if you go to podbean where it is hosted then underneath there, there'll be the description and some what we've been discussing at the bottom of that will be the various links that Tony's, Tony's mentioned in the podcast. So, Tony, thank you very much for your time. It's been great, very informative. And I think I might be going looking at my website now as well and make some changes. So there you go. It's always, always useful. Okay, so lovely. Thank you very much for your time. And thank you for the, for the offer. It's actually wonderful being able to chat to you about this sort of stuff. More than welcome. Okay. Thank you. Keep up. Well. Thank you. Cheers. Mm-hmm.